Welcome back, everybody, to the MSR Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ramon, joined by always Matt and Sam. What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? Uh, probably a quick turnaround. We just probably did another an episode, like, what was it, four days ago, and now here we are back on the verge of the trade deadline. In fact, we have 25 minutes to go in the deadline. I am hoping that something huge happens. And before we get to the what we had to speak about, what is a, a trade y'all want to see happen or a prediction you think happens within these next 25 minutes? Otani to Boston. Let's be realistic I here. I want to see – so I'm, I'm thinking of, like, realistic, like, trade options, like, realistic pieces that are still, like, on the block. And I Mark. think that JD getting traded would be a realistic option. I think that hmm, – I'm trying to think. Because we – I mean, maybe a Voldy might go. But like, I, I think we're going to be busy in the next 25 minutes. At least I hope we're going to be busy uh, in the next 25 minutes. But I don't know who's going to be, but – Kaim is going to trade for some below-average bullpen pitcher and hope he works out. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Red Sox plan every year. We're talking non-Red Sox. I think the... Hmm. Pablo Lopez has been rumored to get traded to the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers are pushing heavy. You know what? I think the Phillies with big Dave Dombrowski win the sweepstakes for Rodon. I don't. I think they backed out of Rodon. Oh, they did. Well, I don't I want to see so. him, think, and I don't think the Dodgers think, would get him because of the they division. Also, they also backed out of Noah Syndergaard as well, because so, oh, Syndergaard is probably going to get moved. Apparently, but apparently that the teams are being uh, asking for too much for both of those players. That makes sense. Now. But you know, I think the Angels like Rodon doesn't have to be moved right away. But I think that Syndergaard should – he's only on a one-year contract. He's not going to resign. So you might as well try to get some value back for him. All right. Well, then I guess we'll kick it off with the big move that just happened probably five hours ago. And I'll let Matt take it away. Juan Soto and Josh Bell are heading to the Washington Nationals. I'm going to be honest. I don't have the return – I don't know if you have anywhere you mean, around. I mean, headed to the headed to the Padres. Oh my bad, yeah, to the San Diego Padres. Oh, here it is, actually on TV. They are getting Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel III, C.J. Abrams. It's a bit more to it. C.J. Abrams, it's James Abrams, Wood. James Wood, Charlie Voigt, and Luke Voigt. But the intriguing thing is that it was supposed to be Tommy. No. Uh, Eric Cosmer at first, but things happened. But that is the full deal, and I'll let Matt start with it. First of all, I just want to say that this is this is absolutely a major, 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 major W for the San Diego Padres. Not only getting Juan Soto, but getting Josh Bell as well. Um, I think that you know, you, if you want to make the push and you want to become that legitimate World Series team. You've got to make the moves, and you've got to you've got to be willing to give up that farm system that you've been stacking up for years and years and years and years for guys like this, for trades like this. And the Padres absolutely nailed it. And like I, like I can go without saying that Juan Soto is one of the best players in baseball. And the fact is, I don't think that they gave up. I think that they robbed the Nationals because I don't think that the Nationals got nearly enough value for 
Juan Soto and Josh Bell combined. However, if I'm, as I'm going back to the Nationals now and seeing like what they gave up, I mean, what they got back for Soto and Bell, and they got back good prospects. I'm not gonna say they're like bad prospects. They have they got good players back. Like Abrams has some major league experience. But I think Gore has some major league experience. Then they have a really good prospect in Hassel. They have another good prospect in James Wood, and then they got um, they got Luke Boyd, who's a veteran. Probably won't help much this year. Probably will probably will be off the team by next year. But like they they got good prospects back. That's not really. The issue, the issue is, I think they could have maybe gotten more for a player like Juan Soto, and to me, it depends on. This could go down as a good trade for Washington if they're able to uh, develop all these prospects, or maybe even like three or four of these prospects, because you never know about the pitcher that's pitching in like a super low level. I'm pretty sure he's like 18 years old, but if you're able to turn a few of these guys into something, you might, you might be, you might be happy with the return for Soto, but at the end of the day, I don't think that they got enough for Soto and Josh Bell combined. But, you know, I think that the Padres are now instant World Series contenders with Soto on the roster, and even Josh Bell on the roster. I think they they are a lot better, and I think that we are going to be seeing them in the playoffs, and they're going to make a series around the World Series. Okay, before I kick it off to Sam, Matt, here on TV, they're just saying the Dodgers are out of the pursuit for Pablo Lopez, Two teams are still trying to, and one of those teams is the New York Yankees. That's tough if they if they get him. But All right, Sam. Day, if the Yankees if the Yankees do get Pablo, I think they're going to have to give up a really good prospect for him. I think they're going to have to at least give up like Volpe or Dominguez, one of the two. I think that they'd be willing to do that because they're trying to win. So, you know. All right, I Sam. What were what were your thoughts on the solo trade, Sam? Well, first of all, uh, a realistic trade is I think the Red Sox are going to get a roll this Chapman. I would not want to see that. No. That man should not no, be in the league. We need a pitcher. We need a I never want to. I never want to see do, Chapman but, but again. We do need a pitcher. I agree, but he's not the pitcher we need. We need. We need. We don't need a pitcher. We need pitching. Whitlock better. Pitching. Whitlock is better. No, he's not. Anyway, yes, he, he is. is. Whitlock is uh, much better, but continue. So, yeah, obviously the Padres won this trade. It was really they, – they won it by a lot. I wanted Josh Bell, but uh, I, I was really shocked that they got both of them at the same time. I was – well, the Nationals did this last year too with uh, – Scherzer and Trey Scherzer and, yeah, Trey they Turner. did that last year too, and they got back a decent pool of prospects. But at the end of the day, like you got to develop these prospects in order for these trades to actually look good. If these if these prospects, which to be fair, Abrams and Mackenzie Gore, I think are going to be very good players for the Nationals. I think Robert Hassel is going to be a really good player for the Nationals. I think they're going to get really good value out of this trade. But like the Padres, the Padres absolutely won this deal right now. Especially because Juan Soto is 23 years old himself, and he's already putting up numbers that are unheard of for people his age. Yeah, plus in four years, they're just going to ship off all those guys when they decide not to stay in Washington. All right. Uh, Who knows? Maybe they're good in four years. You never know. So, yeah, I'm with everybody uh, that yeah, the Padres definitely fleeced. They could have, like Matt said, all these guys are going to be great, but – the Nationals could have gotten way more, especially for what 
they were giving up. You're giving up. It's like trading Mahomes right now in the NFL. Like, you know, it's going to be a haul for him. He's still young. You get to control him for the next 13, 15 years. And it, and not only that, you also added Josh Bell to it. Yes, I get Josh Bell's going to possibly be a one-year rental, but he's still a really good player. He's going to be an upgrade from what the, the Padres had at first base. And just like Sam as well, I wanted Josh Bell. I thought we had a shot at Josh Bell, especially after what the Astros did, which we'll get to. But, yeah, the Padres went out and did this. And, honestly, I like it more for the fact that another team that has a shot at stopping the Yankees, because I know we're, we're out of the running. So I'm just praying that the rest of the teams to take out the Yankees. I know the Astros have a shot to do it. I think they're the best shot in the American League and the National League. I think right now I'd say the Padres. I would like to say the Dodgers, but again, Dodgers kind of choke. I know they won 2020, but it was pandemic year, fluke year. Mickey Mouse World Series. But um, didn't Juan Soto say that wherever he's going, he's going to go into free agency anyway? No, uh, I think because no. they still have they still have a few years of control left on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually the it's the same as Devers. They're both free agents next year, so they're going to have another year to negotiate with him. Yeah, but so let's say that, that no matter where he goes, he's just going to test free agency. I mean, let's say the, I mean, if the, if the Padres won a World Series this year and they opened up the checkbook for him, I'm pretty sure he stays. Plus, you get to play with Tatis, who's the same age as you, for the next 15 years together. Like, how are you going to leave that? And Machado as well, who's – Yeah, oh, right, right. Like, Manny Machado. Not to mention, we didn't even talk about the other people. Brandon Drury, Josh Hader, they, they acquired those guys as well. Padres have absolutely revamped their team, and I think that they get they, they gave up a price. Five of their top eleven prospects have been given up for these players. But at the end of the day, if you're able to be competitive and win a World Series, it's all worth it in the long haul. Because that's why they got these prospects in the first place. I can't reiterate that enough. Is that you just give the you, you, the goal is to get as many prospects as you can, and then once you're competitive with some of those prospects, then you trade the rest of them for more established players. And hopefully you can win a ring. Like that, that is, that is, that is because the Padres have one of the, they, they had one of the best farm systems in the MLB. And they finally are taking advantage of trading for guys with, you know, with their farm system. So, yeah. Like, I, and, and, um, as I'm not a Padres fan, but I'm happy for them now that they're able to get these guys because back in, I, I think it was like, what, 2017, 2018, that team was terrible. So, you know, even even like they 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 haven't really had a good history either. Like they haven't been good in a while at all. I will will say one thing that I don't get: the Padres, who are technically a small market team compared to us, for the past three years in the deadline in the off season have just been adding bullpen. All they do is add bullpen every year. It's like they're like I don't even know how do you keep on adding your bullpen already looks good. Meanwhile, the Boston Red Sox are out here with absolutely nobody in their bullpen besides Whitlock and Tanner Hall, who's an occasion. Occasionally, be, he'll be good. Occasionally, be, he'll be bad. Like, I just don't get it. How? Sarmore sucks. Don't even bring he's him up. He's not good. He's literally all. good. Sam, he's that not, game, he's not good Sam, it was 1-1 it was against the, the Mariners. It turned to 9-1. I don't care. Bro. I've never watched a game where he was bad. Well then, maybe you need to watch all his but games. Regar- but regardless of the, but regardless, 
I see what you're saying, but it's, Ramon, I think I think a big reason for that we've never had a good bullpen. I don't remember the lot like 2013 was maybe the last time we had like a good hey, bullpen with. Hey, uh, that 2018 bullpen is kind of underrated. Joe Kelly was nasty. Avoldi was pitching the bullpen, and Kimbrell was oh, our closer. Oh, no, Avoldi was a starter. Avoldi was a starter. Then how come that game he went like he played the bullpen in that because, game against the Dodgers, and he went like eight because, innings in extra. Because we needed a we needed a guy that was gonna like because what do you call it a Voldy is a starting pitcher and we needed somebody that could come out of the bullpen later in that game so we could rest the bullpen arms I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure a Voldy was a starter in 2018 it was pretty much just Joe Kelly and Craig Kimbrell like we've had good bullpen pitchers like Kimbrell uh, Koji of course was good oh yeah yeah when you were off I could have sworn we had more that 2018 season. Wasn't Workman no. good? No, Workman. Workman was the next year. Workman was twenty nineteen. Matt Barnes. Uh, Matt Barnes was twenty twenty one. But he wasn't part of that eighteen season. He oh you know he, Matt Barnes was part of that twenty eighteen season. Um, I don't think he was. He was. He was a good eighth inning guy, if I remember correctly. Why can't I remember? I, I could swear we had more, but I guess yeah. All like all that comes to mind is like you said is is Kim really Rowe and Joe Kelly. I I believe it was just the three: Joe Kelly, Matt Barnes, Craig Kimbrell. That was our pen, pretty much. I believe. Mm. Well, anyway, we'll we'll stick it with us because we've been we've been in the news for the pat the this past day. You want to start with what we got or what we lost? Let's start with what we got. Let's keep like I like because honestly, what we got is more confusing than what we lost, especially because what we lost happened before what we got. So I'm kind of confused. I'm, I don't really see the direction this team is going. If we're out, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of sum it all up here in one kind of swoosh. We traded away Vasquez um, around what, like five thirty, six o'clock last night, yeah. and. And I I think that was the right decision. And as much as I love Christian Vasquez, you know, he's he's been our catch for a long time. He's had great moments with us. He's a great player, great defensively behind the dish, good at making contact and getting people home. Not really much of a power bat, but that doesn't matter if you're doing what he's doing on a consistent basis. I love Christian Vasquez, but he was expiring contract. We probably aren't going to be much this year. If we Even if we make the playoffs, we're probably going to get out in the wild card. So, trading Vasquez was the correct decision, right? But what I don't understand is what we're doing after we traded Christian Vasquez. Why aren't we continuing to sell guys that are expiring contracts next year and that probably won't resign? J.D. Martinez, why hasn't he been traded yet? It is nine, like, cause, Do we have any more, like, news because it's nine minutes until the deadline. So Yeah, I'm looking at so far there's nothing. There's just been a little minor one like a Mike Fulmer went to the Twins. Uh, apparently it looks like the Yankees are closing in on Pablo Lopez and it's going to, like you said, involve prospects. They haven't said who, but it looks likely that they're trying wait, to get a deal done. Wait, the Twins got uh, Fulmer from the Tigers? Yeah, they also got a was it the Twins? Somebody got Matthew oh, the Mariners got Matthew Boyd from the Tigers. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So far, that's all that's happened. But, yeah, like you said, nine minutes. They have the clock here counting down, but nothing huge happening. But also, some deals still go through. 
some deals still happen like even minutes after the thing, right? Yeah. Or is that just basketball? Yeah, uh, it's, it's baseball too. Oh, okay. Jake Lamb good? Oh, Jake Lamb, yeah, he got traded from the Dodgers to where he's going to, Sam. I saw that one too, but it didn't look like a major one. Yeah, it's the Mariners. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for for cash. It's yeah, it's nothing major. But as a back to back to the Vasquez thing is like I don't understand why or what the direction of this team is, is if we then go out and grab Tommy Fam, which where like is it. Tommy Fam going to play? See you later, JBJ. Tom, it would make, mm-hmm. but would make more sense if we were to get JD out of here because then you would assume that Tommy Fan would take over DH, and then, you know, maybe maybe then because you get you know, you can keep the outfield of Verdugo, Duran, and JBJ. Sadly, but um. <laughs> That would be that would be the outfield if we traded JD and family probably with DH, and then we go out and trade Deepman for Reese McGuire, which honestly I couldn't care less about. But again, like like he's not good. What is he play? Our full is he catcher? Yeah, Reese McGuire is the catcher. Yeah, well, I'll keep yeah. That. yeah, he is better, and that's that's embarrassing well, that Ploiecki is better. But they don't want Ploiecki to be the everyday catcher. Noah Syndergaard better not to take on his fuck stick in public. Noah Syndergaard to the Phillies. I said that. I, I, I said the Phillies were gonna. I said the Phillies were going to get a a pitcher. Let's go. Because what do you call it? Because I was I said that earlier. It, I said that earlier was Syndergaard. They pulled out of the Syndergaard deal to get Brandon Marsh, but then now they're gonna make a separate trade to get Syndergaard, which not bad, not bad business, but. Phillies yeah, traded Mickey really Moniak. Mickey Moniak and a second prospect to the Angels. Oh, wow. Okay. Moniak was a number one pick. Former. But anyway, um, Reese McGuire. I mean, did you guys see the headline, the, the story yesterday that apparently yeah. he was caught jerking off in a Walmart parking lot? Yeah, I saw I that. Mean, like, I mean, like <laughs> – I forget what the uh, there was a the, there was a picture you sent to the chat yesterday, and it was uh, like it was, it was welcome to Boston, Reese McGuire, whatever, and then something I I forget what the thing was, but it was hilarious nonetheless. And then today, it came out that we got our Cosmer, which I agree is an upgrade over Bobby Dahlbeck and Francis. And for, yeah, defensively and offensively, both upgrades over both of them. He's much better than what we have, but and we're getting pretty much it's getting all paid because the Padres are sending over a shitload of cash as well. But mm-hmm. like, I I still don't understand the direction this team is going. And if Heim Bloom thinks that this is what's going to get us to the playoffs, I mean, I, I think he's mistaken. I think he's seriously mistaken if this is he, what he believes is going to take us to the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm a fan of both of the players that we got. Um. Not like I mean, I like the moves also, but I am with Matt a bit where it's kind of like, yeah, like yeah, they're good. They're good moves, but do they help us in the long run? Probably not. Do they help us maybe get into a postseason? Sure. Do they help us elevate ourselves into competing with like the the likes of the Astros? Heck, even the Mariners. Probably not. 
So I'm I'm excited just because it'll be fun to see them. Like I said, I, I actually I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I know Sam probably wouldn't because he doesn't not big into baseball. But remember, man, I had said when we before the season started that we should either sign Tommy Pham and free agency or try to call up the Padres for Hosmer because we weren't. Yeah. And Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals. Interesting. So they Harrison Bader to the Yankees. No, no way. No. No. no not Bader. No. There's no way they got Bader. Yes, I I'm a huge fan of Bader. Not anymore. Anyway. I but still Jordan am a fan, Montgomery, but Arizona, he's not St. Louis is St. Louis just got robbed. St. Louis just got yeah. robbed. St. Louis has to have something on the side going on then. If they gave up Bader, why would you give up Bader? But they have to be doing Yankees something else on the side. Think about it. What if the Yankees have something going on inside with fucking giving up Montgomery? What if they're getting Lopez? Wait, sending well, Bader, Bader to Marlins? Montgomery. No, no, but then giving Bader to – oh, I, I wouldn't mind that. If, as long as Bader stays away from the Yankees, I'm fine with that. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 no, 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 Bader so, is wait, on the Yankees. Yankees. No, but like, what Bader if I think? Montgomery. No, but what if they add Bader to the Pablo Lopez deal? But I'm saying that they trade away Jordan Montgomery, right? So now you yeah. have. Is... Oh, that they're if actually the getting Montgomery. Get Montgomery. Yankees get Bader. But we, why would they trade away a starting pitcher that's going to leave the other starting pitching spot vacant? Why would the Cardinals trade Bader for that bum? You wanted a pitcher you could have upgraded and had a Voldy. Can we get Pablo Lopez will remain with the Marlins beyond the trade deadline. Per source, the Yankees were one of the teams that tried to deal for him, but the match wasn't there. Lopez is under club control through 2024. So, the Yankees probably are going after someone else, or they they are fine with the rotation. Then they just get Montas and Lou Torino. Yes, they did. But they still, I'm so upset about still, Bader. I need a stat check on Harrison Bader. All right, well, I'm going to keep going with the Red Sox while you do that. But, yeah, so I am a fan of FAM. I told Matt that we should sign him for agency because we needed it and uh, or trading for Hosmer because we have been rumored to Eric Hosmer for the past two years in the deadline. We never got him. So this time I didn't really think we'd get him because we've been rumored. We never found a way to get a deal. So I'm like, there's no way we're, this is going to happen. Boom, it happens. And the funny thing is that Hosmer was supposed to be making his way to the Nationals, but he has a no-trade clause, yeah. and he declined to head to Washington. So Kind Bloom stooped in and got him. Not only that, so Matt kind of hated the deal at the beginning because, like Matt, oh, Mike, I get why Matt would hate it because he has a terrible contract. But fortunately, Kind doesn't lose trades. The Padres are going to pay for most of the contract. They are also giving us Two prospects in return of the deal. Going to be honest, I know nothing about those prospects. And all we had to get was Jake Rum, an okay prospect. We could live with losing him. So I love the Hosmer move. And, oh, Jorge Lopez is heading to the Twins, Matt. Yeah, I saw that earlier. That's a good move for him. Matt, don't worry, Bader sucks. No, he doesn't. Um, He's hitting 256, five homers. 521, 15 stolen bases. I mean, he's not he's not a stud by any means, but he but he's still a very, he's, he's cool. a good player. He's a good he's player. Cool. Who doesn't he's like Bader? Less home runs than JBJ. JBJ has Mickey Mouse home runs. 
Um, Jason, Jason, Jason. Montgomery is three and three, three seventy ERA. Then we got, season. but yeah. So Hosmer, how, obviously, how is, he, wait, how is he? That is weird. That is, he started twenty one games and he only is three and three. It's very interesting. Oh, because some games I don't think are given to you as a loss, but they're not given to you as a win, right? No, I know it's no decision. Yeah, it's no decision. I know, I know how that works, but I'm saying usually like. You're responsible for more losses, or you know, you get a Mickey. Like I know wins and losses are a useless stat when it comes to pitchers, but like still, like it's really? kind of crazy how you started 21 games and you only. They're showing the. They're showing the Cardinals uh, pitching pitchers. The lineup's pretty good, and not to mention they got two dudes injured. So it's Wayne Wright, McCullough, Quintana, Montgomery, Dakota Hudson, Andre Palante, Jack Flaherty, and Stephen Matz are an IL. So those guys will be getting there eventually. Yeah, this is yes. Montgomery is this is not a bad move for the Cardinals. I don't think it's a worse move than I. It's a better move than I thought. So but yeah, so we we totally got an upgrade at first base with Eric Hosmer, which I'm happy for. And Tommy Pham is just gonna be Tommy Pham. He'll be. I think he should be solid. Probably a huge upgrade over in terms of offense. He's gonna be an upgrade over. JBJ, so we're just going to see what this does. And, I mean, the deadline looks to be over. I don't think we made another move. If anything, I, probably in the next six minutes they'll announce that. Like I said, Kyme made – oh, like last season, it was like six minutes later, and then Kyme makes the bullpen move. He got us Hanzo Robles. Mets so that's what I expect for Boston. That's a good move. But, yeah, so that's the boss – what Boston has gotten is – been okay, nothing to get too excited about, but again, we made solid upgrades. It's kind of being kind. He's going cheap, and he's hoping for a high reward out of these moves. So, yeah. Uh, Sam, you want to add on any of this? Or Matt? Uh, nope. I would because I'm, I, I, I don't like the approach. And I know, I know, I know what, the, like, I know how you say he's going cheap and hoping for a high reward, but like, that's, that only works if you have a team that is a good baseball team. If you have a team with barely any holes and you just need to fill them. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just think that Heim Bloom is taking this too cautiously. Like, we, like, it's like I didn't expect us to be buyers of the deadline by any means, but I expect Whit, us to sell a little bit. Blue Jays made a move right. with Merrifield. With Merrifield to, to Toronto. To it, Toronto. Wait a minute. Was he in the whole not getting vaccinated to Boston? Yeah, he's not. So he, he has to get vaxxed to go play in Toronto. That's so unfortunate. Yep. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> that is funny. That is that is the irony there. Because I remember he was he was in that, right? Yeah, he, he was not vaxxed, yeah. And the Mets, like you, like I said earlier, the Mets got Michael Gibbons, which is. Uh, well, I didn't get to Adam Vasquez. I am a huge Vasquez fan. I never understood the disrespect that he got from Red Sox fans. I'm still a fan of his. I'm wishing him best. Honestly, I'm happy. He got traded to, to the Astros. I'm from Texas. And if I wasn't rooting for every Boston team and I had to choose a Texas team to root for, I would root for the Astros. They're kind of like my hometown team. So I'm happy he gets to play there. And honestly, I, I hope he wins the World Series with them. 
or at least stops the Yankees from winning one. So I wish Vass is all about the best. And obviously, there's still the possibility he returns to us because he is a free agent. In fact, he was asked that question. He said that the door is open for a Boston return today in, a, in his first interview as an Astro. He did say that. So I would love Vasquez coming back. I understood why we had to make the deal. Like Massa, we we had to get something out of him because he was a one-year deal. And we found a way to bring him back. That would be a huge W. But, yeah, I'm so, part, part saddened, but hopefully he comes back. So I'm looking now. If this is true, the Red Sox what? had made a last-minute offer for outfielder Juan Soto before he was eventually dealt to the Padres. And the package would have consisted of – right, you guys, you guys ready to buckle up for this one? Yeah. Marcelo Meyer, Tristan Casas, Jaron Duran, Brian Bayo, and Nick York. Our package is better, but thank God, honestly. I, I, I mean, yes, it's Juan Soto, but still, that's like our future. And we don't even know the certainty. Like, who do we even know? Bogarts looks like he's out the door, and who even knows if we're keeping Devers? Yeah, that, that, that's why I'm very okay with not doing this because, you know, you know, because the Padres already have their future. Like, they already they know what they're going for. They have the pieces to make a World Series run, and they're going to do it. And But right now, I don't – we're not there yet, I don't think. I think we're a lot further away from a World Series than a lot of people think. And, you know, I, I think that – Soto is a great player, obviously, but, you know, it's not the right time to make a move for a guy like that, especially if you're still trying to rebuild the farm system a little bit and trying to get players, you know, just to play for your team. And now I think that I'm not seeing any J.D. Martinez moves or anything, which is which kind of pisses me off a little bit because – Yeah, Penny – Says Rod Sox are done. Don't expect anything to be announced right now in these next minutes. They're done for the day. Hosmer was the last move. And we still have Voldy and Martinez on roster that are probably just going to leave. I mean, look. Great. Great. If we can get healthy, and honestly, it's time to. DFA Franchi, literally, like, it's time to call up Casas. Like, fucking sucks. Please. Call up Casas. Let's. Let's hope everyone gets healthy. If we can sneak into the post into the postseason, whether it be the third wild card spot, I believe in this team to get as far as the ALCS. Because if we are healthy, we have the bats to go out there and compete with any offense in this league. The pitching is going to be suspect, but at the end of the day, we have Cora, who every time he has had us in the postseason, we have been great. I mean, the first time we were in the postseason, we want to start World Series. Second time with him, we almost won a World Series again. So if we can find a way to sneak in there, we could be like that dark horse. Like we can make noise. We can be dangerous. We'll have the experience with some of those players. Plus, the guys we just traded for are vets of the game. They've got their bats. If they can, I know they've been okay with where they were before, but who knows? I know Schwarber was great when we got him, and he was even great with us. But if they can just give us each of them combined for the production that Schwarber gave us the second half, we have a shot. Like, Cross your fingers. I, I personally don't want to be bad for a, a draft pick because I don't even know what there is next season. And even it's if we do get a shot, what's mean. our draft pick going to even be? A 15, 16? Like Kime said, he wants to compete for the postseason. If we can get healthy, we'll have Cora. We're going to have the advantage. Plus, uh, I could see us getting, what, maybe the Twins in round one. I could see us winning a series against the Twins. I mean, the way the way I'm seeing things is that 
it's not tanking for a draft pick, right? Like you're you're still trying. You can still be competitive, but sell some pieces off because they're not. You're not going to get any value for them. You can still be competitive in that regard, but at the end of the day, like I, I don't think this team has it because we're not good defensively. Like we we're probably one of the worst defensive teams in the MLB. We're probably one of the worst pitching teams in the MLB. So I think that team. The- did you think this team had it last year? Because I didn't. Huh? Did you think this team had it last year? Because I didn't, and we almost won it. I thought that the team – I had a little bit more faith in the team last year because – think about it, right? So we had – I was ending as the fourth seed. We – no, so we won I'm a division, to, I'm right? I'm trying to think of our roster. I'm trying oh, to think second. of our roster, how it was looking last year. We, we had, had a Kike – I think at the beginning of the season, this team was going to be good. No. We had Marwin as well. But I didn't, I didn't think we were going to be good to begin the season. But once the, once the gears started clicking, and I saw this team, like because we got Renfro, who was really good for us. Um, Kike was good for us for a little bit. We had Adam out of Vino out of the bullpen. He was really good for us. Um, yeah. I don't know when we let him walk. Was, we did. Yep. No, I know. Why did we? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but regardless, T hat we had him. Uh who was our second baseman last year? But that was the starting pitching though was kinda oh, was Kike was I remember Kike we had Kike was our center fielder towards the end of the season. In the beginning he was playing second base. So who's our second baseman towards the end? Was that it was a Royal. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he was – Royal was pretty good last year, too. Yeah, he was solid in the postseason. Yeah. But then like, the Astro series, he went dead. So did a ton of Renfro, which is probably why he got traded, sadly. Yeah, but still doesn't make sense. He, he ripped two home runs on us in yeah, the first that's, season. That's against a move him. I never saw – I never understood why we made that move at all. I, that, that, was, that was disgusting. We, we legitimately – Gave up Renfro for two prospects that might not be anything, and then JBJ, which just doesn't make sense. Why you downgrade in the outfield if you want to compete? You know, at the time it didn't make sense anyway. But like, you know, which is why now I'm confused as to why Vasquez. If we're truly all in on a playoff, because. Because now you're telling me that you, you, you trust a catching duo of Reese McGuire and Kevin Pluecki. No, I'm pretty sure by the start of the postseason, Connor Wong will be in this lineup or Ronaldo Hernandez or whatever his name is. Ooh. Hernandez or Ronaldo. That, he was the guy we called up yesterday. Didn't even know we called the catcher yesterday. Yeah, we for Vasquez, it was that Ronaldo dude. I think we got him in a – what did we get him in? We got him in a trade. Um, Was it a trade with the Rays, like a little minor trade? We got him from somewhere, I remember. What trade did we do with I'll the I'll find Rays? out where we got him. Wait, who is it? Let me – let me, let me. Oh, I got my computer right here. R- Ronaldo Hernandez, something like that? Hold on. Let me do some searching. Could have we got him from a trade, unless he was already there. 
wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ronaldo Hernandez. You see him? Uh, yes, I do. I see that he where was he before? Twenty four years his, old. Doesn't say his wiki. I'm looking. Why are you yeah. looking at that? Oh, yeah. So we okay, we did. We got him in Tampa Bay Rays traded Ronaldo Hernandez and shortstop Nick Sogard to Boston for Jeffrey Springs. That's who it was. There we go. Yeah. That's what it was. I remember he was fucking dog shit. Along with yeah, Jeffrey Springs. Springs. He was dog shit. He was fucking <laughs> yeah. dog. He's I'm pretty sure he's been decent with Tampa though. Yeah. I, if I if this I think he has. Let me let me check. Yeah, actually, then, I think he was okay. I'm I'm looking right now because that that is that'd be interesting. Yeah, he's, he's got a two seventy year right now. He's been killing it. But yeah, so with the Rays, he had a three point four three in twenty twenty one, two point seven in twenty twenty two, and then, I mean, bro, this dude, this dude, a lot of touchdowns, bro. For an, he had a seven point oh eight ERA. Matt, Braves just yeah. made a deal. The Braves are acquiring Razio Iglesias from the Angels for Jesse Chavez and Tucker Davidson. Wait, you laughing? Jesse Chavez is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking laughing. That was a fucking <laughs> robbery. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, the Braves gave up. That is fucking insane. Oh my god. Right, uh, Braves fan Braves fans should be throwing a parade. I mean, what the fuck is that? JD Martinez stays in Boston, just got tweeted. He's not going anywhere. I hate that. I, I like I love JD, but at the end of the day, he, he's not gonna resign. So yeah, you don't know that. we would try to resign. I mean, what, what are we gonna resign him for? I, I just don't Yeah, I know that's true. I saw someone say uh by next season, Casas should be the first baseman, and Hosmer can play DH to replace JD. Again, like I just don't, I just don't see, I don't see what we're like. I, I don't see the the true direction with this. I don't, I don't see the direction we're going, and that's that's my problem with the Red Sox right now is what what direction are we going in because. Do I think that this? Do I believe in this team that like I think they can make the postseason? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that this team has any I, sort of because Chris Sale's still out, right? I know Chris Sale was out last year, but we had. I think we were better pitching. We had better pitching last year. We had. I don't. Erod wasn't um, great. No, we had Erod. Look, just we wait. Waka will be back, and he he's been great. I also like Paxton. I think Paxton's going to be good when he comes back. Is he even coming back? I don't know, but I, I like that. Oh, before we pivot to the next part, just one last little major deal that could turn out being huge. The Dodgers got Gallo. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Everyone's laughing and all that. And yeah, at right now he's bummed, but if he could go back to old Joey Gallo in that Dodgers lineup, it could be scary. Mm. Because we've seen the beast that Gallo could be. Yeah, he costs nothing. Yeah. I just, I I don't know. I think Joey Gallo is just Joey Gallo. 
I, I think that the Yankees kind of the Yankees fans kind of bullied him into you know yeah becoming like kind of garbage. Like a little bit of a depression, but you know at the end of the day, that's baseball. If you're not yeah. contributing, that you you have to expect the fans to you know get on your ass about mm-hmm. it. it. It's just baseball. It's 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 sports in general. It's part of the it's part of the job. All right, let's pivot to football now because we've actually had. Th- I think three big things that have happened the past couple of days. We're going to start with yesterday. Deshaun Watson, his suspension is already complete. It is six games. Um, of course, the NFL has a chance to to appeal it and all. Look, y'all can feel about how you want to feel about the suspension and all that. I just, you all should be happy that he's doing the time, as you all say. I'm One of the things I'm happy about is the fact that we're not going to face them, so that should be a dub for us. But I'll let you guys speak a little what you want. I have something else that I want to talk about it when it when it comes to this thing, but I'll get to it towards my part. I'll let you guys go first. Sam, Matt, you guys can take it away with Deshaun Watson, six-game suspension. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, you, want to, you want me to go? Um, okay. I think six games is embarrassing. I think it's an embarrassing look, especially because – there's been people that have done way worse and gotten way more suspensions or the same or less. Like, because what do you call it? Tom Brady got four games for deflating a football. Impacted the football game. You cannot be doing that. I I agree. I completely well, actually, agree. But he didn't. He didn't get four games for doing it. He got four games for knowing that it was done. I was just joking. I know Tom did not do it. I'm on Tom's side too. And even if he did do it, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. My fault. But anyway, regardless, regardless of that, um, I'm just saying that even though that's the case, there's only two more games for committing an actual crime. Like, I think, I think the NFL is going to appeal, and I think he's going to get a longer suspension. I honestly do because everyone, well, then- everyone is outraged. I think everybody is outraged by the six-game suspension. I don't think that there's one person that is truly – never mind. There is one person that is only happy in six <laughs> games. But um, – Well, Browns fans, I see it all over TikTok. But at, the, but at the end of the day, like, I think the NFL, because everyone is outraged that this is – it's only six games. I think that they're going to appeal it. I still think that it's going to be longer than six games. And you may be thinking, like, Deshaun Watson's a great player. Like, it might, it might like, tamper TV ratings. No, 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 no. I think – I personally think that last season of the NFL was one of the greatest seasons ever. Like, one of the greatest seasons I ever watched. Maybe one of the greatest ever, especially with all those close games. And Deshaun Watson – This season will top. This season it, will, it will top it. I think, I think it will, too. But I, I think that – I don't think that the NFL should be worried about you know, I don't think they should be worried about getting one of their like, like one of their players a suspension like that because I think that there's still plenty of other talent in this league, and Watson can still serve his time while giving the NFL the image that you know, oh, we we care, you know, this is this is what's gonna happen, like no more messing around. So I don't think that the NFL should really be worried about you know, a guy like a player of Watson's caliber being suspended for that long, especially because there's already so much talent in the NFL and that this season's already going to be good as it is without Deshaun Watson playing. So, 
I, I, I truly believe that's why I think I truly believe that they're going to appeal this, and I think it is going to be a longer suspension than six games. All right. Well, we're going to let Sam go, but uh, he's having some technical difficulties. He'll be back on. I wanted to add on to the reason why I do not think the NFL will appeal, Matt. And it has nothing to do with them being uh, worried about Deshaun, uh, the ratings. I think they care less. They would personally, like you, would want Deshaun suspended longer. But here's the thing is that the NFLPA told them, if you appeal, we are going to sue you because we will not appeal. They said they could suspend Deshaun for, for a whole year. We will not appeal. But if they suspend him for less and you do not like it, you do not appeal either. And if the NFL appeals, they are going to sue. And I don't think the NFL wants to be dealing with a lawsuit for an entire year, because this thing is going to take up an entire year, I do think he'll be able to play the whole year, and it's going to be not, it's going to be noise for them in the background. If it was something that they could get by quick, or oh, we brush it up, we win this thing right before the season starts, then they're good. But they know that this thing is going to be a battle that takes a whole year, and it's against the NFLPA. A lot of people are always on the NFLPA side, except I'm pretty sure this year, this side they would finally be on Goodell's side. I know you would, and some others. I don't think the NFL. I don't think a lot of. Uh, I don't think the NFL wants that. I don't think they want to be dealing with that right now. So they're put in a tough situation where if they stay put, you're going to be hated by the fans. You're going to be like, "What was this? This is your chance to redeem yourself." But if they do something, it's like you're going to have to deal with this. Do you really want to deal with this during the season? It's going to be noise. And honestly, they could do what they want, but. I, if I'm them, I would not even care about being hated by the fans because guess what? You've been hated by the fans for years. Every commissioner has. Adam Silver gets trashed for a bunch of stuff that happens. Um, the guy before him, the one that uh, passed away, I always forget his uh, name. David Stern. David Stern. David Stern was hated by L.A. for not allowing Chris Paul to team up with Kobe. The Astros thing with, what's his name, Rob Manfred, he gets toasted for that every single day, but he's still standing. He's still making money. He's still living. Everyone toasts him every single day. Goodell, I mean, he has all of Boston against him for what he did to Tom, what he's done with Spygate, what he, although we did deserve for Spygate, um, what he did with the, the Bengals thing I thought was blown out of proportion. But guess what? Goodell's still standing. He's still making money. Like, you get hated a lot. I don't think there's no need to try even, to try and um, maybe fight this, but you... You do what you do. I just don't think the NFL wants to be dealing with a lawsuit for the for this season. I don't think uh, we were. I, I just, I just, I just don't think. I don't think that that is. I don't think six games is enough. I think that there should be a lot more. And I know he was criminally. I know he like. I, I think the situation I can compare this to is um, Trevor Bauer in the MLB. I think that. Yes, he got away with it criminally, but he still got suspended for, like, what, two seasons? Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I think that that is – I think that is the situation that they should take. Is I think that they, he should be at least suspended for a season. I, I, I don't even think he should play football again. But I know that they're not going to give him a lifetime ban for it because that's not how sports work. They don't give lifetime bans anymore unless you bet on a game. But, like – you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think that six games is enough, and I don't think it's justifiable that it was only six games, especially when 
there's been people that have gotten way more time for doing less of a crime. Like, I just, I just, like, if Calvin Ridley is getting suspended for a year for gambling a thousand five hundred dollars, and I know it's, I know that that's like against their contract. I understand that, but uh, whatever what Deshaun Watson did is against morals. It's against, it's against morals. It's against, you know, it's inhumane. And I think that that deserves more of a suspension than somebody that is betting on a football game. That's okay. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. And we'll, we'll move on to the next kind of topic. So uh, guys, remember when I, uh, I said to buy your Cleveland Brown stock, I may want to retract that a bit. Not because I don't believe in Deshaun, but just because I think they chose one of the worst times to bring him back. So I was looking at the way their schedule was framed, right? And I, I still have them going like 10 and 7. If they get some games to go their way, they can maybe get it. But again, is 10 and 7 going to be enough to sneak into the postseason? So watch this. Like, we'll, we'll both go through their – we'll all go through their schedule and you guys tell me what you have. So the first six weeks are going to be, with, I'm pretty sure, Brissett, right? That QB? Yes. So they're on the road at Carolina. I'm giving them that's a win there. That's a win. Yeah, that I think win. Matt Arnold is going to play, and that defense is going to carry to a victory, and Nick Chubb is going to run and carry in that game too. Sam, what do you got? Sam is gone again. Oh, we'll just let him come back. All right. The Jets at home, I'm giving them a win too. That's a win. Then they. this is a home game. But I think this is where they get their first loss. They got Pittsburgh. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I think this will be a game where, where TJ Watt takes over. Okay, Sam. So quick shout out to Anchor for being the worst fucking app possible. <laughs> so, do you have them beating the Panthers? Yeah. Do you have them beating the Jets? No. All right, so yeah, I'm at one and one. Me and Matt have them at 2 0. The Steelers, me and Matt have them taking losses. You? I think the one. All right. Here we go. This is one of the games that this I have two one two. This is one of the games that they should win, but I think it's going to be one of those weird games where everyone picks on picks them to win and they lose. I have the Falcons at home upsetting them. Mariota is a smart, capable Mariota is a smart, capable veteran. Remember that game with Herbert was a bit of a shootout, and then he blew it in the end. And I think this is going to be a game where the mismatch of Kyle Pitts and I'm buying in my Drake London stock now. He looks amazing. And Drake London, they are going to be a mismatch in so many games. And this will be one of those games where they just carry. But I think, and I think this will be a sloppy game for Brzez. He's going to, he's going to look like a game manager the first three, and then this one is going to look like, well, yeah, he's a game manager, but he's not one of the best game managers. He's going to look sloppy. I think the Falcons sneak one on them. Then the next two, I'm pretty sure we can all. I guess two and two for Cleveland. Uh, three and one for Cleveland. You think it's? I agree with Ramon. Two and two. Next two, I'm pretty sure we all agree are losses, which are the last two games of the thing. They got the Chargers and the Patriots at home. I don't yeah, care. That's all. Not winning both those games. Both losses. There. Both losses. Three and three for me. Two and four. All right. So then Deshaun returns, and so like Sam says, that you do need to be playing with your teammates and getting all this practice and all that. He, I know he's going to get some of the training camp and and the preseason, but again, you build your chemistry from week one and on. Like people forget that Tom. And us, it was always terrible in September, but it's because we built that team. You are going to ask Deshaun Watson and this Browns team to get their groove together starting week seven on the road, hostile environment against the Baltimore Ravens. Say what you want about their weapons. 
We're, I'm pretty sure Lamar is going to bring his A game. Not to mention all of America is going to be rooting for the Baltimore Ravens. There's going to be talks and noise all over the media because it's Watson's first game back. There's even going to still be people like, you should not be playing. He's going to hear stuff. It's all going to be there. It's going to be a huge emotional game for him. I have the Baltimore Ravens winning that game. So that puts him at 2-5. I, I, yeah, don't, I, think, I don't think that game is going to be close. I think Watson's going to get absolutely crapped on that game. I don't think he's going to – he's going to take a little while to get adjusted back into game speed because you look I at – think, like, think about it. Think about it, right? Derrick Henry is one of the – one of, if not the best running back in the NFL. He looked very slow out in that wild uh, – that AL uh, – not ALCS uh, – divisional round game against Cincinnati. He looked slow out there. He didn't look like he was fully, fully engaged with game speed, yet this guy legitimately – now, they, now, Watson, I should say, hasn't been in the league for a year and a half. He hasn't seen organized football in a year and a half. So it might take him a little bit longer, in my opinion, to truly be adjusted to the way that the game is played. And I know that, I know, I know, he was one of the best quarterbacks when he was here, but naturally there's going to be rust. So. I, I think the Ravens are going to win by a lot. I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, Watson's done. He's not good anymore. Yeah, and then so that's – Start to pick up. Yeah, so that's why next week, this could still be a loss because it is a tough opponent, but they're going to be back at home, and I still believe, although people may think it's messed up, he's going to be embraced by the Cleveland. He already was at practice, embraced by the Cleveland fans. It's against the defending AFC champions, but I think they're going to underlook them, and the whole world is going to bet against them because, oh, they just got blown out by Baltimore. They're going to be underlooked. I don't think they blow out Cincinnati, but it will be a close game. But in the end, you see a better play of the Browns and a better play of Deshaun Watson, and they sneak one through them. So that I have them at three and five. Do you guys? I could see them losing that I game, see, but I see it that way. I still think they're gonna. I still think Watson's gonna be rusty. I still. I think that Watson's rusty is gonna come off in one week. I think it's gonna come off. I think it's gonna take time. I think it's gonna be like a Russell Wilson scenario. I, I just feel I like all all of Vegas is gonna tell you to put the money on the Bengals, and that's why the Browns are going to win. I don't think it, it always Watson's work like that. Be, I don't think Watson's going to be like real good, but I think the Browns will still come up. No, he'll it. he'll pick it up. I think he'll pick it up eventually if he even plays. This is still like he's still his sentence, it, not sentence. His suspension still isn't set in stone yet. The NFL could still look to appeal down the line. So you never really, you don't really know that yet. But I'm, but if this is if we're watching or playing, I still don't see him. Like, I don't think it's going to take one game for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be too sharp yeah. against the Bengals, but I think the Browns will be good enough to win. Okay, and Brad, you thought that was a tough two first two games back. It's about to get tougher. So in the next two games, they go on the road against two great defenses, and one of these teams could be good. I personally don't think they'll be good, so I'm going to give Watson the win. But would I be shocked if they lost? No. It's the Miami – versus the Miami Dolphins. They're on the road in Miami. I think they could maybe I'll find a way to I'll we'll get, make them. I'll give them a win out of that one. I'll, I'll give them a win there. I'm going to go four or five. But then they go to Buffalo. I see a loss Buffalo's there. Buffalo's a loss. Buffalo's a loss, four and six. So four, four, and, uh, four and six, too. Then they have – now this at home, but they have Brady. That's a loss. I don't think they beat Tampa. That's a loss. Yeah, that's four. a loss. So four and seven. So now these next – these next six games, they would have to gauntlet. I have them gauntling these next six games – but I could see them losing some. I personally think by then they've already experienced the tough games. I think they've already adjusted to what they are going to be. So they got Houston. That's a win. That's a win. Right? Well, uh, I, think they, yeah. I think they sweep Cincinnati. 
I'll give I'll give him one again. I'll give him one against Cincy. I'll have him at six and six. Yeah. Then they bounce back from that Baltimore loss because this one will be in Cleveland this time. No loss. I think it's a loss oh. again. I, I haven't beaten the still one. I haven't beaten the Saints at, in Cleveland. Yep. I think that's a loss. Oh, I haven't beaten Washington. Yep. Sure. And then they close the season against Pittsburgh. It will be on the road, but I will trust Deshaun Watson over. I think Kenny Pickett. I, I think that is a win. I think that so, is a win. so I have, I have so, ten and seven. But let's just say, let's say we finish ten and seven too. We would go in over them because we have that week six win over them. So like I, I think, don't know, I you know, think, need I some think I, I'm nine and eight. I'm I mean, nine and eight. Yeah. But yeah, but that's a brutal stretch for Deshaun to be coming back and like, hey, these are your first five games this season. Lamar, Joe Burrow, Miami, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Four top ten quarterbacks and a top ten defense. Said <laughs> Miami to the two. No, no, no. I said that's why I said one top ten defense and four top ten quarterbacks and two doesn't count. Well yeah. That's- here's the here's the thing though. I I like I said don't be shocked if Watson this year. I don't be shocked if they're a very run centric football team. I don't think that. Uh, I think I don't think Amari Cooper is a good move to get in fantasy if you're looking to draft him in fantasy. I don't think it's a great option to draft because I don't think Watson's going to be throwing the ball a lot. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't. I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to get adjusted to throwing the football again. I. I, I don't know. I think that the Browns maybe could, you know, hit their stride later in the season, but. This year, I'm not too high on them. Consider, I don't think considered. So, nine and eight for me. What they, they, I could see. I I could even see a few games going the other way. Like, okay. could I I could see if if the Browns adopted that run heavy scheme. I know it's kind of shocking, but I I could see the Commanders or the Saints like uh, and you guys to mind. I could see both of those teams adjusting to that, and with their run defense that they have, or are supposed to have, I could see that getting stifled a little bit and forcing Watson to throw the football. So, you know, I, I still think that there's the, – the, I think there are, some of their wins are still up in the air, but, you know, you know, and we'll see We'll see what, what Sean Watson is this year. I, I don't know if he's going to be crazy like a lot of people are thinking or he's going to be terrible. I think it could be either way, and I think that regardless, I think that it's going to take Watson a lot of time to fully get readjusted into the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think about Kamara? What what came out on Kamara? Oh, no, nothing. But you, nothing, he's yeah. going to be suspended. In fact, people think it's going to be like if Watson got six, Kamara's getting like three. People think that's going to be next year. Next year, because oh. court well, hearing isn't until like week four. Does that even? Speaking of punishments, I want to give a huge thank you to the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. His diabolical genius plan made the Dolphins pay for the for what they did to the NFL. They violated the integrity of the league, and they are punished. And honestly, look, I'm fine with the punishment, but I think it should have been more. I would have added another first-round pick, maybe two seconds. You know what? Three first-round picks seems like it should be the it's minimum. Two, draft two, yeah. Take away Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Honestly, and... add more to that fine. The owner should be suspended for five years. I mean, that's a W for Miami if that's the case. I don't know. Some people – well, the owner's banned for half a season yeah. from being anywhere near the, the team or the facilities. Wait, so 
Wait, what? How did Bill? How did Bill? Oh, is it that the Flores thing? <laughs> yeah, where he he texted Brian Flores saying congratulations, thinking it was Brian Dable, but I trust me, Bill knew what he was doing. It was a diet. Uh, it was payback for what the Miami did. They they tampered with Tom. That's why. Remember in 2019, Tom had agreed to a two-year contract extension, and then out of nowhere, it changed to a uh, to uh, just an uh, an, uh, pay raise. But he was still going into free agency, but it was just going to be a pay raise. Why did it change? Because the G the the Dolphins owner tampered with Tom, convinced him to come join him down in Miami, and Bill found out about it, and Bill made him pay. Mm-hmm. He's playing. He's playing chess. He's not playing checkers. Yes. Well. Uh, one last thing. To talk about. One final thing. Oh, sure. Debo Samuel, last one of the grid ones yes, to get paid. He did get, he did get an extension. Three years, seventy-two, um, three point five million with fifty-eight point one guaranteed. Um. Well, that gives like the Debo Samuel. When I saw that. I thought that it gives me hope that we'd be able to like mend fences with Jalen Brown. That's that's the way I saw it because, you know, oh, because they mended faces with Debo. Because I, I, it gives me hope because I think that Debo went through a lot worse. Yeah, you know, I think that since he signed there, he, you know, it shows that he's still loyal to San Fran. So it shows that the Royals are, are the Royals. 49ers, I don't know why I said Royals. What is going through my head? I'm tired. But the 49ers, it shows that they had Debo's best interests all along. Um, you know, it shows that, you know, Debo, it, it truly is possible to mend a fence that seems to be unrepairable. So it gives me hope for the Celtics to mend fences with Jalen Brown. And I think that that is a very positive thing. So um, happy for Debo and happy for the Niners. And w for the Niners, you keep you keep a great receiver plus someone that you know because I like Ayuk, but we don't know how consistent he'll be. At not least not even not even a great receiver, a great offensive weapon. Yeah, so Trey Lance is gonna at least have things to work. Plus, this is going to help you real good into finding out whether Trey Lance is the guy. Because if you give him all these weapons and it's still like, eh, I know it's just one year. You're still gonna have to give him all the years. But if in three years, if you've given him Debo Samuel and it still hasn't shown anything. You at least got to learn that he wasn't the guy because you give you don't give him Debo Samuel and it looks bad. You might question is it him or is it the lack of weapons? But yeah, great move. I'm I'm just glad Debo didn't go to the division because I honestly thought he was going to be a Jet. Thank God he isn't. We don't have to deal with him. Great move for him. And yeah, this does it for the for this week's episode with the trade deadline finally in our rear view. Red Sox hopefully making the push for the postseason like Kyle Bloom wants. So I'll see you next week, Matt. Peace out. Sam was here too. Yeah, but he.